It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Happy Friday! You're joining us at the, uh... You can see my hand, right? It's above your head. Hello. <laughs> you're, uh, you're watching the Start Today Morning Show with me. I'm Dave. Who are you? Bob. No, no, no. You're not Bob. You're, are you Bob? Oh, Bob's with us today? Oh, I didn't know Bob was with us today. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome, Bob. Thanks for being here. Uh, and who's this? Baby. Baby, baby Junior? Oh, and Baby Junior's here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Dave, Bob, and Baby Junior on a Friday morning. Uh, Bob, how's your Friday going? Did you know it's Friday the 13th? Are you sliding? What is happening? You're supposed to be the co-hostess with the mostess. <coughs> this thing, you hear this? You hear this coughing? That's what's happening at the Hollis house right now. That's why Rachel Hollis is not going to be on this show this morning because she has been struck with the dang cedar fever. What are you gonna do? You're going to come back and do the morning show. Okay. Uh, have yourself a good morning. Here, take baby with you. Oh, you're going to come right back. Sounds good. Well, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's having a nice start to your Friday. Like I said, my name is Dave. I'm going to fix this camera because now we've lost our small human. I am uh, a one-man army today. What else is new? This week has been wonky for us Hollis humans. Uh, but we are finishing out a week on the uh, Start Today Morning Show. My wife, Rachel, dang it, allergies in Texas are a thing, apparently. I had zero concept of this coming into... Oh, you're back! Oh, wow. I don't think you're back. I think you're going to go drop Jackson off at school. No, I'm not. Oh, you're back with clothes. Okay. <coughs> I'm not, uh, not going to be getting you dressed right now. I need you to get dressed and go take Jackson to school and then come back. Okay. Okay. See you in a little bit. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. All right. We'll see you in a little bit. Come right back. Um, the allergies are, are a thing. If you move from one place where you have not previously experienced allergies and then you uh, get to a place where all of a sudden they've got a new spore a new poison in the air, well, you have to deal with it. And right now, we are dealing with cedar because cedar is a stinking thing in the hill country of Texas and it is out in a vicious way for us. I don't know uh, if you can relate, but darn it, we're going through it. Uh, it's Friday the 13th, welcome. Uh, you're only gonna have an unlucky day if you believe that you will. I just don't. I'm excited about my Friday the 13th uh, because today is the... Night of the Hollis Company Holiday Party. And I am, I'm ready for it. Now, I'm ready for it in part because I love a good holiday party. But I'm also here for it because I am going to experience a holiday party through the lens of something I have never, ever experienced. And that is 
I am going to a place that produces alcohol, very delicious alcohol, and I am not going to be drinking the very delicious alcohol, and I'm going to watch the people that I work with every single day and their significant others, most of whom I've never met, drink way too much as we have a DJ playing music because they have us taking care of them with rides home. And so I am going to be the sober observer of behavior when alcohol is introduced. Let's go. Let's bring... Oh, wait a second. Did you get dressed? Oh, Noah Hollis got dressed. Well, come on back into the old morning show that nobody's talking about. Wow, that was a quick change. All right, welcome back. I'm happy to see that you're back. Now I got a camera. I mean, I've got a camera here. It, it doesn't matter. If you're watching on Facebook, you can see the top of my phone. I can't do anything for you. I don't know how to, the technologist of the Start Today Morning Show took today off because it's Friday the 13th and we got a holiday party going on tonight. <clears throat> the bottom line is, I am excited. I am going to be like a sociologist. I, what are you doing? You can't come onto the morning show that nobody's talking about and take a nap. You have to either be entertaining or not be on the show. That's the only way that this works. That is the only way that this works. Are you here for this morning show? Are you committed to this morning show? Then you better tell us a joke. Is that a good book? I do have to go to work today, but I haven't even changed out of my workout stuff yet. I don't know if mommy's going to go to work. I don't think she's going to go to work today. I think she's going to try and be well so that she can go to the Hollis Co. holiday party tonight where she will probably have a little bit of something to drink. Oh, you're going to be, you're going to leave again. Okay. No, come back. Come on back whenever you'd like. I'd, I'd appreciate you coming back or not. Either way. Oh, you're going to come back. Okay. Or don't. Either way. I don't want you to feel any pressure to come back. You're okay. Head on out of the room. I saw you kick the wire. It don't matter. Yeah, you're fine. The wire's fine. Have a good day. Close the door. I love you. Oh, you're coming right back. She's coming right back. Oh, you're coming back already. I don't know that we need you back yet. I just checked your call sheet. You haven't been called back on set yet. Oh, man. The wheels are gone. There were never wheels on this show. Are you coming back? I'm coming right back. Okay, you're coming right back or you are actually back? I'm okay back. Oh, you're actually back. Okay. Oh. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. So, anyway, as I was saying... I <laughs> you like your breakfast taco? All right, throw her in. Here we go. Breakfast tacos coming in. Oh, look, ladies and gentlemen, a breakfast taco for Noah Hollis. Oh, this happened. Breakfast taco. Wow. Yeah. A new feature on the Start Today Morning Show, breakfast tacos with Noah. Wow. I know. This is where the ratings bonanza really happens because all of a sudden people are like, wait a second, is she going to have a breakfast taco on a Friday? Yes, she is. Welcome. Breakfast taco. Uh, we, no one needs to see you eating with your mouth open, though. I am going to tell you that right this very sec. No one wants to see this. Stop. You are a monster, and you are, you're, you're ruining everybody's morning. Nope. You, you need to stop right this second. Oh, I'm encouraging you. Bob, Bob, you know that this is not a thing that we need in our lives. 
You, the, what is what is happening? What is happening? Bob Hollis, you need you need to chew your food. You need to chew your food. I need to find a way to make a personal development analogy out of not chewing your food so that we can... <laughs> nope, I don't. I just need to laugh at the fact that you're a small human who likes to keep her mouth open with breakfast taco. Uh, anyway, if you're coming to the Hollis Co. holiday party today, just know that I am going to be wearing a safari hat. I'm going to have binoculars on, and I'll be sitting in a perch like I'm on a safari. And I'm going to be watching for wild animal behavior because I'm going to be sober at the party. <sighs> can't wait. I can't wait. Also, uh, not that uh, you need to have alcohol to be a good dancer, but I need alcohol to be a good dancer. So uh, get ready for my dance moves because Sober Dave dancing to the greatest DJ this side of the old Miss is going to be a thing. I am telling you, I am going to break out all of the like overbite robot. I'm going to be doing all those things. And they aren't going to be fueled by what normally was fueling my dancing moves, which was basically vodka. Uh, what happened? <laughs> You're just a character. You really are. Everyone here thinks that you... What? Oh, you're coming right back? Okay, have a good Friday. We'll see you, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, you're going to go get your shoes no, on. Mom, I up. Oh. <laughs> I hear I hear coughing Rachel Hollis. No, Ladies and gentlemen, no, making a cameo no. on today's morning show. It's Rachel Hollis with Cedar Fever. This is amazing. We are so excited. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, who who knew that a Rachel Hollis cameo was in store for us today? This is amazing. Oh, wow. So anyway, the music's going to start, like the beat's going to be like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm going to be like, what is that? Is that the beat? Is that the beat? Is that the beat? And then I'm going to start doing this move. This is my, like, this is my move. I just start like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm going to not, uh, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to dance, dance, dance my heart away. Welcome to Friday. Listen, if you just stumbled into this, you're like, what is this dumpster fire? Is this what happens every day on the Start Today Morning Show? Yes. Yes, it is. Welcome. Uh, grab a, a skewer, some marshmallows, and let's make some s'mores. The dumpster fire that is the Start Today Morning Show welcomes you from the illustrious color-coded studios of the hill country of Texas. I'm happy to have you. My name is Dave. Welcome. Uh... We went to dinner last night. We went to dinner last night. And in going to dinner last night, we went around the table. Uh, our friends Sammy and Beans are here. Uh, Beans is the hostess of the RISE conferences, uh, the MC, I think they call it more professionally. And, uh, and Sammy, who used to work at the company, uh, is the person who is behind the scenes helping produce the event. Uh, a person named Rosie is in town. Rosie was the human who was working on the marketing side of things back when it was still called Chic in L.A. She and her husband were unable to move out to Austin, Texas. She's amazing. And while we have someone on maternity, she's stepping in to bridge this uh, person leaving on the marketing side uh, while she does, it for, does the work from L.A. So Beans and Sammy and Rosie in town. We go and we have a conversation uh, around dinner and sushi. It was, ooh, it was so delicious. And in the conversation, the question of 
what was your best memory of 2019 is thrown to this table and we're uh, going around the table answering what was what was the most important profound like what stood out as a thing in the midst of 2019 for you and we started with Sammy and Sammy said this beautiful thing about a trip to Mexico and then we said then Beans and Beans had this amazing observation and Rosie had this amazing memory of her husband and, and Sammy and Beans having and Rachel had this like beautiful memory of when we renewed our vows on a hillside in Ireland it was perfection and the thing that I uh, that I identified as one of my 100% best and most impactful questions or experiences of 2019 was the feeling of coming down the gondola after we finished our 13th ascent during the Everesting expedition that we went on where we climbed 29,029 feet. Uh, I know we talked about it a lot when it happened, but a few months back, we climbed up and down this hill for 35 hours and the 35th hour, the last climb of that hill for me, stood out in 2019 as the thing that had one of the like, biggest and most profound uh, impacts of, for me on the year. And here's why and, and why I want to bring it up. I pushed myself in that exercise to do something that was unbelievably beyond anything I would have ever contemplated I was capable of doing. And in having pushed myself further than was previously believed possible for me, I reset what is possible for me going forward. And it's not a thing that I recognized was going to be the outcome of climbing this mountain, but dang it, as I sit in December, on December 12th and now December 13th of 2019 and look back on what was what were the most important things that happened in 2019, as much as there were plenty of things where, oh, we went on this great trip, we had this great meal, we had this opportunity to do this, or like standing backstage at a Rise event, believe me, there were so many things that I could have picked, but I picked this one thing that was the feeling of completely reframing what I am capable of persevering through because of the power of that experience resetting what I believe I am capable of pushing through any day of the week and twice on Sundays as I look forward to 2020. Right? Yesterday we were hanging out together, talk about the fact that we are heading into the 20s. We are heading into a new decade, right? And as you walk into this new year, as you think about what is possible for your life, as you cast a vision for who you hope to be, as you cast a vision for what you want in this life, if you aren't currently pushing yourself beyond the boundaries of what you think possible, you may not cast a big enough vision. And so part of what I loved about that experience was I had in pushing myself way beyond what I thought was possible, what I had as a gift and a curse, a gift and a curse out of that experience. The gift was, wow, you are capable of doing way more than you ever thought you could. And the curse was, if you ever choose to decide to just settle for something that's unbelievably less 
than what you now know you are capable of, you are actively choosing mediocrity. What a gift and a curse, right? The knowledge that I have, though, of what I'm capable of acts now as a, as a, as a, as a threshold that I have to live up to. It, it acts as a, as a bar that I have to every single day remind myself, you've shown yourself how much you can do. You've shown yourself that you're capable of doing more than you believe. You've shown yourself in the face of thinking on the second ascent that there was no way you could finish 13, that you had 11 more in you. And now that you know this truth, if you deny that this knowledge exists inside of your body, you're choosing mediocrity. And so as you walk into 2020, right, if you can reframe the way that things that happened to you in your past actually are preparing you or have already prepared you to go into 2020, to go into the 20s and chase something bigger than and do something harder than you think you are capable of, then you will. But if you haven't yet had an experience that pushed you beyond your limits and have framed the way that push beyond your limits has now teed you up to forever think differently about what your limits are, about how you can persevere through, about what it is about how in 2020 goal setting and achieving things more audacious and bigger than you are comfortable with are a thing that is for you, that is a part of your journey, then you'll set goals that are more easily attainable, that are as aligned with what you've historically been able to do and you won't push yourself past what you think you can. So you got to decide. We got, it's Feb, what is it? December 13th. We got 17, 18 days, 18 days left in this year, in this decade, right? You're going to have some time to do some thought. I hope that you can do what I got to do, break away and find some clarity. But if you can't, at a minimum, sit around a table of people that you care about and ask a simple question, what was the most profound, important, impactful experience of this past year that informs how you're going to walk into 2020? And if your answer is one of hopelessness, you need to reframe your story. If your impactful story of 2019 is something that brings you shame or brings you guilt or brings you pain or brings you a belief in how you've been held back, you are setting the stage for 2020 in a way that does not serve you. Some of you have gone through terribly miserable things. And I am not trying in any way to minimize the thing that you've been through. But you have to decide, now that you're standing on the other side of having survived those terribly miserable things, if the story of survival is one of victimhood or victor, right? You are on the other side of it. You are on the other side of it. It didn't get you. It didn't kill you. It didn't take you down. And in not having got you, it's prepared you if you believe that's the story. Right. It's prepared you if you believe that's the story. And so when you think, sit around the table, go ahead and have a glass of wine. I'm not going to judge you. I was having sparkling water last night. But as you sit around your table, right, and someone asks you, what were the most impactful moments of the year? And you've been through something terrible, miserable. People treated you in a way that you don't deserve to be treated. 
You tried something and failed on a scale that is unbelievable. Someone was unfaithful to you. Someone was mean to you. You were fired for no good reason. Whatever, the re- whatever it is. If the story that you're telling around that terrible thing is a hopeless story, the, the chances of you telling a hopeful story of what's going to happen in 2020 is near impossible. I love you, but I, I promise it is so much more difficult for you to reach for a hopeful story if the way you've attached any kind of any, uh, anything emotive to anything that's happened in 2019 is hopeless. If you have a hopeless view of what happened this past year, your opportunity for hopeful things to happen is compromised. Hope in the present is power in the future. Les Brown, hope in the present is power in the future. If you have a hopeful feeling for what, sorry, hope in the future is power in the present. Hope in the future is power in the present. So if you have a hopeful vision of what's possible for you in 2020, you can be powerful in how you stand. Your posture today will be powerful. Hope in the future is power in the present. Said by a guy named Les Brown. He's a fire-breathing, powerful speaker, okay? Hope in the future, power, power in the present. But if the story that you have coming out of your past is hopeless, the chances that you have a hopeful vision for what's possible in your future are compromised. And in that compromised state, it will reduce, it will compromise the power you have right this second. So you have to reframe. You have to think differently about how what you've been through is changed you, has prepared you, has made you someone who as a survivor standing on top of the triumph of those terrible things is now ready to go do all the things. And it's a, it's a hard choice, man. I know. It's a hard thing. Dave, I don't feel like it. I know. I, there's days where I don't feel like it either. I have been through a crazy year. It has been the greatest year of my adult life and it has been the hardest year of my adult life. I have made choices that I'm not necessarily proud of. At the beginning of this year, I was drinking a lot to deal with the anxiety of doing this work with Rachel, to deal with the anxiety of the business growing so fast, to deal with the anxiety, frankly, of coming on and feeling like I could do a good job on a morning show, right? And I made a decision, man, I have to not do that. But when I think about my choices to cope, when I think about my choices to cope differently, I am proud. I have a, I have a narrative around the, the bad decisions that I made and the good ones I made out of the bad that have given me a hopeful story about what I've been through this year in a way that allows a hopeful possibility of what's going to happen in 2020 a reality. Right. I am comfortable talking about what has gone wrong because the value that I've assigned to those bad things are positive. I'm not proud of the way I wasn't showing up for my life over the last three years, but I'm comfortable now assigning positive value to what I learned from having dug my own ditch and then getting comfortable living inside of it. Right. Just because I was there doesn't mean I'm a broken person, doesn't mean that I am a victim of, I I was there. I want to honor the fact that I was there. I want to learn from what I, what, what led to me being there and in learning from it, turn it into power. So the story I have in what happened this past year is as much anchored in 
my having pushed myself past what I believe to be possible and doing a lot of work on storytelling. I see someone's comment, easier said than done. Yep, it is easier said than done. It is easier said than done. Like this isn't like, oh, if you just wish on a star, it's going to be easy and happy. If you could find a picture of a unicorn and put it up that says, believe in your dreams, everything will be fine. No, it is easier hard than done. Easier said. It is easier said than done. Of course it is. I have to do this every day. And every day I don't wake up like, you know what? I am super stoked to go out and try and lead this team to try and do this morning show, to try and write these books or record these podcasts. But I have to choose, am I on this planet to do this work? If I am, then what? If I am interested in the life that I suggest that I want, then I need to do these things. And it's easier said than done, but I still have to just decide to do it. You're going to have to make that decision too. It starts by looking back on how you pushing yourself into situations that were harder than you thought you could ever overcome were for you. That they changed the psychology of your ability to be resilient, your ability to get back up, your ability to persevere through conditions you didn't think you could handle and that frankly you didn't deserve. But you not deserving the bad thing didn't make it not happen. It still happened. And I hate to break this to you because, man, I've done so much work on myself and I feel great about who I am and what I'm doing today. It doesn't stop bad things from happening in my life every day anyway. I'm just changing the way that I think about those bad things being an opportunity for me to grow instead of being an indictment on me being bad or somehow me being a victim to life not showing up the way I'd hope. Happy Friday the 13th, everybody. I mean, why am I yelling? I'm yell talking. It's only 8.30 in the morning. What is going on? Y'all, this morning, we've had a sick Rachel Hollis. We've had Noah Hollis demonstrating how to eat a breakfast taco like a champion and suggesting four times that she would be right back. Uh, A little storytelling and more than anything, I hope, a call for you to think about the kind of work you might want to do between now and 19 days from now. When we turn the corner into a new decade and ask some questions, what were the most impactful things that happened in this past year? And as you talk about them, really pay attention to whether you have assigned positive or negative attribution to those impactful things. They may have, in fact, been things that you did not deserve. No one deserves some of the things that you have been through, but they still happened. So having happened, how can we find positive attribution for your surviving them, for your getting a shell, for you getting a muscle because of having had it broken down, right? Do that work. It's going to change the way, honestly, that you approach thinking about what's possible for you in 2020. We've got 19 days left, y'all. We got 19 days left, y'all. It's time. You know, it's time to think about what kind of 2020 you want and how you start. The way that you think about it is going to be framed in large part about how you associate value with 2019. I want everyone to have a fantastic Friday. If you're wondering what I'm doing tonight, just remember safari hat, binoculars, taking notes on how I'm not really going to. I'm just going to have a great time at a holiday party. I'm going to dance without alcohol and I'm going to celebrate 
A year of years for the 63 employees at the Hollis Company and all of their partners. Uh, we're going to get our dance on and then get everybody home safe. I want everyone to have a fantastic Friday. We will see you on Monday. Uh, I can already tell you. Go ahead and put it in your calendars. Rachel Hollis is doing QVC on Monday. And I'm not saying she's doing a segment. She is doing a 24-hour segment on QVC on Monday. 24 hours, 24 hours. She has four solid hour segments and every hour of the 24 pops in for a few minutes. Let's go. Uh, it's just a warning because I am going to come in hot, fire hot, and y'all better be ready for a little uh, solo Dave time for Monday and Tuesday as she is traveling back and forth to Pennsylvania. Uh, have yourself a fantastic Friday. Uh, if you do believe in uh, Friday the 13th being bad luck, then you are choosing to go out today on a mission to have your hypothesis validated. You will find signs of bad luck if you go looking for it. Instead, if you just decide to head on out and look for signs of today being a great day, you will also find evidence of that. Choose wisely. I personally recommend that you go out and just decide you're going to have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die.